As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. The race is on, and the controversy has already ramped up ahead of the first race of the season, with seven teams issuing a pointed statement, demanding answers on the FAA's settlement with Ferrari following investigations into its engine. But what exactly do the non-Ferrari teams want, and what are they likely to get out of the response, which, crucially, doesn't rule out possible legal action? I'm Ed Straw, and joining me to clear up a situation that's as clear as mud in this episode of the Race F1 Podcast Extra is Glenn Freeman. Well, before we bring you in, Glenn, let's get the facts on the table. This all relates to the FIA's press release issued 12 minutes before the end of pre-season testing last Friday, referring to a confidential settlement with Ferrari following technical investigations into its engine. This latest statement, issued jointly by Mercedes, Red Bull, McLaren, Renault, AlphaTauri, Racing Point and Williams, reads as follows. We, the undersigned teams, were surprised and shocked by the FIA's statement of Friday 28 February regarding the conclusion of its investigation into the Scuderia Ferrari Formula One power unit. An international sporting regulator has the responsibility to act with the highest standards of governance, integrity and transparency. After months of investigations that were undertaken by the FIA only following queries raised by other teams, we strongly object to the FIA reaching a confidential settlement agreement with Ferrari to conclude this matter. Therefore, we hereby state publicly our shared commitment to pursue full and proper disclosure in this matter, to ensure that our sport treats all competitors fairly and equally. We do so on behalf of the fans, the participants and the stakeholders of Formula One. In addition, we reserve our rights to seek legal redress within the FAA's due process and before the competent courts. And that is signed by all seven of those teams. So, Glenn, this is uh, this is a big deal, isn't it? A united front from 70% of F1 teams against this deal, this settlement with Ferrari. 
Yeah, Ed, it's absolutely massive news. But I think we can both agree, not necessarily a complete surprise. I think you were in Barcelona for F1 testing when this statement, the original statement from the FIA about Ferrari and the confidential settlement came out. And the first thing everybody thought in the paddock, I think, was, right, What are what is everybody else going to make of that? And someone actually said to me, I wonder what Mercedes and Honda make of that, which I thought was a bit harsh on Renault. But Renault are included in the in the statement, as you mentioned there. And it, it was inevitable, wasn't it? You can't, in Formula One, in modern Formula One, you can't put out the sort of statement we saw from the FIA. It, it was like a public attempt at trying to sweep the details under the carpet. And I think that's one key thing we have to remember is that we're not just saying that they must be hiding something from us about something illegal going on. It could even be that they didn't find anything wrong, but they don't want to release the details. So what happens from here is going to be fascinating. I think this this joint statement from the teams was was a necessary step. And it's just it's fascinating to have something like this going on a week before everyone's going to convene in Australia for the first race. Yeah, it creates a huge talking point and a pretty significant controversy. We do know from this statement with 100% certainty now that the teams, the non-Ferrari teams, didn't know about this before it was announced. So it wasn't as if they'd been briefed, they'd been told this is what's going on, this is what we're doing. So it, it hit them as a, as a big surprise. And that's why they've they've put out this statement saying, right, we actually want a bit more information on this as to exactly what has gone on. Because quite rightly, it raises so many questions. They say in the statement specifically, look, we raised this stuff. So it's not like they're not an interested party, should we say. Uh, we should note the FIA's rules and statutes do allow this kind of clandestine almost investigation and they don't necessarily have to make a, a settlement public, certainly not to third parties, but these are involved parties. They're not third parties. They're, they're part of the whole thing, all these seven teams, and that's why we've got a bunch of F1 teams, 70% of the teams, all the non-Ferrari engine teams, all saying the same thing. It's like, come on, you've got to be more open about this and tell us what's going on i can't believe the fia seriously thought that this would go unchallenged so this probably won't come as a surprise so the next step is what is the fia's response we know the teams have also written privately to the fia to say right come on formal request tell us a bit more about what exactly has been going on and that'll dictate their next step and whether this that because there's that reference in the statement to a possible legal redress which would be the kind of nuclear option should we say but it shows that they're very 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 serious about getting some straight answers on this it's a very unusual situation isn't it it's fascinating i think it's one of those situations you you, you tend to look back on the old days of f1 and the assumption is that the fia and ferrari were constantly in bed with each other and everything was done for ferrari's benefit and it it wasn't quite like that, but those are the moments you remember. But this is going to be one of those moments that in years to come, everyone's going to be like, oh, do you remember that time? And the details will get completely eradicated from how this story is remembered. It will just be that time the FIA basically helped Ferrari cover something up. But I think your key point there is that the rival teams aren't third parties in this. They may be like 2.5 parties. They were actively involved in wanting to know about this last year. It's not even like the FIA were just doing some checks and found some stuff out of their own accord. This was this was pursued behind the scenes, wasn't it, Ed, last season by, by rival teams who had their suspicions. And it wasn't necessarily that they want anyone to be caught. They just wanted the peace of mind that nothing untoward was, was going on. And the key thing is that what they've been told up to now doesn't confirm that either way for them. 
Yeah, it's, it's dissatisfactory for both sides, really, because Ferrari doesn't have any kind of public exoneration. There's no FIA side saying, yeah, we've definitely found they were doing something they shouldn't have been doing. You know, the, the, the truth might well be somewhere in the middle. I've got a degree of sympathy with the FIA because this is hugely complicated what they're talking about. Some of the things that have been suggested about what may have been being done, and we still, we do, this is the whole point, we still don't know for sure. We've got lots of rival teams with credible theories that maybe tally with certain facts, but there's no emphatic evidence and certainty on it whatsoever. So it's just unsatisfactory for, for absolutely everybody. And I think the, it's an important test for the FIA, actually, because in modern sport you can't really work this way maybe you could get away with it 20 30 years ago but there needs to be a level of transparency jean tot's own platform looking back at his manifesto in 2009 when he was standing to be fia president he he said that uh, over the next four years the fia should seek to build on its strengths but also be ready to adapt its management and decision making structures to make them more cost effective responsive and transparent and he also talked about a thorough review of fi statutes well just because the statutes or the, the rules may allow this kind of judicial process does not mean that they should and i think miss this is quite a test for for some of the things that jean Tot's done and there has been some improvement in transparency etc and i know it's a complicated situation but this is a chance to really make good on that at the, at the highest level because if this kind of thing can happen and everyone can say well this statement implies something's happened we can guess at what it may be we can infer what it may be and there's there's a whole range of mild to fairly extreme things that it that it could mean but that whole uncertainty just is not acceptable there needs to be a level of transparency in order to ensure this this happens. You know, there's a settlement. What's Ferrari given the FIA? Some kind of cooperation, presumably, in terms of preventing this happening again, if something's happened, whatever that is, maybe. And the very fact that there is a settlement and the fact that there's also what might be termed community service, shall we say, was mentioned in the original FIA, uh, a settlement in terms of what Ferrari's going to do with them, says that suggests that there was something untoward going on, or at least a reasonable suspicion there was. So yeah, transparency for me is the absolute key. It's mentioned in the seven team statement. They want some kind of clear explanation. Otherwise, there's going to be a big asterisk by the past season, the past few seasons, because we don't we don't really know what's been going on. It, it's it's wholly unsatisfactory, and the seven teams are quite right, aren't they, to have done this? Yeah, perfectly entitled. And part of me actually wondered when I saw that there's been some kind of settlement, I wondered if it's because Ferrari haven't won or really interfered in any championships recently. So there's there's not a there's not a, a champion who needs to be um you know, have their title taken away or anything like that from recent years. Were they operating in a grey area of the rules and it's more a case of we've tightened up these loopholes, don't do it again, you won't face sanctions. Uh, you know, is there some sort of, has some sort of almost amnesty gone on? You know, these are all the theories that you mentioned that are swirling around. You know, have Ferrari given up some information on ways that you could exploit loopholes and now the FIA can police that because of Ferrari's cooperation and, and that might have helped um, Ferrari's case. But you made a really interesting point, Ed, that the FIA, are, they're smart people there. They would have known that, that statement was their original statement was going to provoke a reaction from the teams who are going to want to know more. I almost wonder if they put out that statement kind of in the knowledge of that and, and said to Fry, right, we'll do it this way because our own, you know, our own statutes allow for that. But maybe they knew all along that 
there would then be a request for more information. And it could even be they get to a point where they have to go back to Ferrari and say, look, we don't want a huge legal battle here that might take up a lot of time and money and, and end up with far too much dirty washing aired in public. And it might just be that the FIA did that as a first step, knowing that they were eventually going to have to reveal something. So perhaps they had a plan for this all along. I mean, you're... You've you've paid a lot more attention to how the FAA tries to run itself and, and the way Jean Tot has tried to create this era of transparency. Do you think there's that's a credible theory? Yeah, th- there may well have needed to be some process they go through to say we'll try it this way. Yeah, th- therefore we'll have to give some more out. I can't believe they'd have been na- naive enough to think that this would have been enough. It would have been profoundly stupid. And no matter what you think of those at the FIA, they're certainly not stupid. So I think they'll have known there will be some kind of, of challenge going on here. But it it all depends what the stakes are, doesn't it? You know, settlement can mean so many things. And there's a whole wider political dimension. We've got the whole Concord Agreement for next year the commercial agreements uh, is part of the landscape the the ongoing debate about the rules except you know that there's so much going on there could have been enormous amount of uh, of horse trading or should i say prancing horse trading related to that although we should say the FIA. did you write that down <laughs> no it just just came to me just like that that's uh, that's how good i am but you know the, the fia is not driving the commercial side that is f1 but you know it's all part of the same landscape so yeah i'm, I'm sure they'd have expected something surely and that they must i hope have some kind of plan because it's just it's just totally unsatisfactory because you can't tell you you can't really just leave ferrari looking as if they may be guilty or not guilty and you know was it exploiting a gray area well it depends one of the things that was talked about was that they were gaming the potentially gaming the fuel flow sensor by the way they were kind of varying the flow in between the sampling points obviously there's a certain sampling rate for every, every sensor they tackled that by having the second fuel flow sensor introduced this year which the teams can't access data from so it's blind knowing the fi can see it if if and i say that's if because that's not been proved that's not been publicly accused if that was being done i would say that's beyond a gray area that's just flat out too far but if it's a grey area, something that's not worded right in the rules, that's very, very different. And I don't have problems with people pushing grey areas to the limit. But they've got to be grey, not black and white. I think that's absolutely fair. And I'll correct myself slightly from earlier. I said Ferrari haven't won a championship, so maybe there don't need to be proper sanctions if anything's been done wrong. But there's still a Constructors' Championship. There's still huge money at stake there for the teams that they finished ahead of in recent years so it's all well and good me saying well Mercedes won the championship so it doesn't matter but there's going to be teams particularly the smaller teams many of whom are are involved in this in this latest joint statement but even teams like Red Bull who may have finished third to Ferrari they'd be getting a bigger piece of the pie if if a rival that finished ahead of them was facing some sanctions so I think if it emerges that Ferrari helped discover some loopholes and as you say they, they were operating or they were about to operate in grey areas, then maybe that's fair enough. But the teams are going to want to know so much detail now, possibly more detail than they would have accepted if they'd just been sent a report before any public statements were made. And that's the bit I find slightly puzzling. Like you said, in in this modern day and age, you need so much transparency. The stakes are so high. The seven teams that are on uh, that statement were never going to accept the original statement that we received and I really do suspect now that they're going to want more answers than perhaps the FIA could have given them in the beginning. 
Well, it effectively becomes a negotiation, doesn't it? And they're in a strong position because this, this, uh, this confidential agreement, confidential settlement, has been officially confirmed. They know that it exists. So it's yeah, hugely, uh, hugely complicated. And I think when it comes to the response, that's going to dictate things. The fact that teams have hinted at, well, they didn't hint. They said that there could be legal redress available to them if it's not satisfactory. They'll so, be hoping it doesn't get to that stage, though, of course, won't they? Of course. Now, I think they'll have made that as a threat, but a threat they're probably prepared to go through go through with if if, uh, if they don't get satisfactory answers. But they do need to know what is going on. I mean, the hope is that actually this whole process has has led to the any loopholes or whatever being closed, any problems to be solved, and everything for the future is is much more settled and and sensible that's the hope but that can't be taken on faith can it you wouldn't expect any team to do it and what's more i wouldn't expect any fans sat at home to uh, to do that either you know maybe there'll be some extreme ferrari fans who think oh, no that should be it case closed there may be some extreme mercedes fans who don't like ferrari thinking oh they should be banned forever but which of course is a uh, the other extreme but no the fans the stakeholders whatever you want to call people want to know and understand what's going on this is not acceptable in modern sport you think you apply this to any other sport if there was to be a statement from the governing body hinting at some basic wrongdoing of some kind but there's been an agreement a settlement and it's all all right now you look at that and think what 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 what's going on there it undermines the credibility of formula one and it undermines the credibility of the governing body to regulate formula one if there is not a clear explanation of of at least broadly <laughs> what has been going on and that's what everybody needs to see to 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 understand that actually this whole FIA kind of modernization and transparency isn't just smoke and mirrors this is a huge case study actually and and I think certainly if you're if you're in John Todd's position you know according to the way he lays things out he will want to do this better than they've been able to do so far and hopefully this was just the first stage in it the other teams have responded and now the door's open to something a little bit more meaningful to be to be discussed that's the most generous interpretation of of what's happened i guess isn't it yeah that's possible and i i think yeah this could go on to define um the fia in its current era and could actually define tot's presidency as well he, he's done an excellent job and this was intentional of not courting controversy, not trying to meddle in Formula One too much. He spent a lot of his time focusing on areas away from F1. You know, he didn't see the FIA presidency as a job where you are you're constantly pulling the strings in F1. Sometimes he's probably been too collaborative, uh, and the teams have perhaps taken advantage of that. But right now, we're going to need to see a firm hand from him and from the FIA. I do think it's unfortunate that whatever's going on here involves Ferrari. Just because of Ferrari's history of the FIA and also the fact that it's, it's Todd's old team, I'm sure that has no influence whatsoever. But you you almost wish, in a way, for, for their sake, that it could have been Honda or Renault or, or someone who either brought some stuff to their attention or had something that they've been told not to not to do in the future. Because I think while the reaction would be the same in that the teams would want the clear information the level of suspicion from teams and fans would maybe be different if it was if it was any other manufacturer there would still be a statement like this asking for for a response but i think the the reaction would possibly be a little less volatile so that's that's potentially just an unfortunate coincidence um but i, I think it's there's much more to come here the really interesting thing will be how quickly 
if we're looking at what happens next, it's how quickly it all moves. Because we've known since last Friday night about the original statement, and we've been waiting for this moment that we've had today on uh, on Wednesday for the for the for the reaction. So we know now we're back in the waiting game to see what the FIA does next. And I think this is one of those stories where there won't be many sort of leaks or briefings or that going on because, as you said, there is a potential that this is heading towards legal action. So everyone's going to be very careful, very precise and very deliberate with the steps they take from this point on. Yeah, they have to be because because the stakes are, are so high. And it just says a lot that you've got seven teams who are all aligned willing to take this on because it, it just it just proves how uh how unhappy they are with the uh with the whole thing and yeah i think i don't think there's any real question about the whole issue of, of jean tonton's past with ferrari just about everybody involved in those roles who's been involved in motorsport you can find some link or other they drove for that this team they managed that team etc etc okay jean tot's link is very avert given how front and center he was at ferrari over a very long period of time but you know, he he is, you know, no matter what you say about Jean Tot, he is somebody who is proved to work very, very hard for the interests of the organisation he's working for at that given time. I, I think even if you don't like a lot of what he does, I, I don't think it's it's fair not to accept that that's, uh, that's the case. So I think he's he will be trying to, we don't know how much involvement he'll even have had in this. He'll be trying to ensure the FIA's interests are best served in this. And I think the FIA's interests are actually best served by a degree of transparency but the big problem is this is hugely complicated i think most likely if there if there has been any wrongdoing it's a suspicion of wrongdoing not necessarily i don't i don't think they'll have absolute solid proof so it's going to be one of those things where it wasn't worth pursuing or it wasn't possible to pursue so again working gray areas there so actually maybe the final resolution that they've got is relatively satisfactory but what it can't do is not at least be laid out and i I was really surprised because when i when i first saw that statement what 12 minutes before the end of testing i thought that's pretty odd i was i was not very impressed with it i I just think that that timing i imagine was deliberate as well oh you were approaching six o'clock barcelona time everyone's packing up not many people were going to be speaking to the media that evening they'd all done it in the afternoon that felt like a very deliberate time to release a statement well to release a bombshell yeah, no question. They were just trying to sort of drop kick it out there and uh, and let it and let it play out. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's very very it's very very tricky. But they've got to, I think, have some level of closure on it. Shall we say the teams, the other teams, have to be happy with it at the very least. But I also think they do owe they do owe the fans an explanation, really, at least of what roughly has been talked about, and that probably will require both Ferrari and the FIA to be a little bit more open than they necessarily have to be because there sometimes sometimes there's a right way of doing things that isn't necessarily exactly to the letter of what you're allowed to do by your own statutes and laws or whatever but frankly you know just because the FIA statutes allow something the FIA wrote those statutes so that's just sort of self-regulation isn't it so come on it's it's a global it's a global sport it's it's a massive sport and it wants to look credible in the eyes of, of the world and it wants to look credible to sponsors to those willing to host races at, at vast expense you know that credibility that transparency to me is is absolutely critical so yeah the next step i think will probably define this yeah i think the key point you actually raised there ed was actually that the the issue of 
whatever they've found or haven't found is concrete proof. I feel if there was something where they were absolutely banged to rights, I think the FIA would have to go through with with a proper sanction. So my theory at this stage would be that there's probably an understanding of we think you might be up to this. You better not keep doing it because now we know in the, or in the future we're going to know how to police this. Um, and maybe they just got some level of cooperation from Ferrari and, and there's just some clarity going forward for everyone. But that, that still doesn't quite explain to me why the details are confidential because if they've come up with new ways to police something off the back of the investigation they did into the Ferrari engine, you assume that would have to be shared with all the other teams anyway. So it's it's really interesting and, re- and really puzzling and it's an amazing controversy to to start the season with and the fascinating final point for me is just if only we knew it uh, this is what it takes to get the majority of the f1 teams to agree to something <laughs> yeah uniting against a common enemy that's always quite a good uh a good way of, of doing things but yeah it may be that this whole process actually has led to a good outcome and the policing will be much better and if there is anything going on or suspicion of things going on none of that's going on but we can't take it on faith Formula One fans can't take it on faith. The other teams can't take it on faith. The media can't take it on faith. So, you know, the FIA and Ferrari have got to get together and, and give something, give something to the world that's very, very revealing and clear, I think, at this stage. So that's going to be the next step. Of course, you'll be able to follow this story on therace.com and don't forget the hyphen when you head there. Plenty of coverage of it there. And also check out our YouTube channel for all sorts of video content on Formula One and the rest of the world of, of motorsport. We'll be back with another podcast. Probably the season preview will be the next one, unless something else massive breaks and we do another extra episode. So yeah, we're going to shortly be jetting off to Australia and we'll bring you all the latest from down under.